All right, you ready? You guys yep. ready? This ought to be fun. On the Time for episode 272 and the second annual three-point tunecast from Lake Manitou here in mid-Michigan. We're brought to you by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center, now featuring special student membership and Sky Mint Cannabis. Also want to thank our local partners. They include AZ Printing Solutions, now open at 116 West Main Street, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill. Taco Tuesdays are back starting next week again after the 4th and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Well, boys, normally we catch up at this point. You know, right now, I guess the first thing we want to get into is how sweet is it being out here on the water just enjoying this tunecast? It's awesome out here. I mean, it's a cloudy day, so that's a little bit of a bummer a bit. I'm kind of half expecting us to get rained on, but uh, so far, so good. So it's, it's been a good time. I wonder if it'll work if we just hold the yeah, mic right that's, here. We can okay. talk about it. I'm going to hold it. It'll be easier. Behind the scenes, you know, listeners can hear us talk about this. Yeah, I was wondering if it was going to rain, but it's supposed to be, what, like 90 degrees tomorrow, yep. 95 or something on Wednesday. This Michigan weather, I don't know what people are talking about. Like, whenever I talk, tell people down south that I'm coming up here, they're like, isn't it always cold in Michigan? <laughs> no, I, Michigan I, summers are beautiful. I will say I was, I was expecting a little bit to be a little more rowdy out here. I think we're the only That's, people making any sort of wake. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. weekend, you would think it'd be popping. Yeah. I don't know if Monday people are at work or what, but I, I'm always surprised. Like, there's, there's a lake up in Ludington. Hamlin Lake. It's an inland lake. Mm-hmm. It's the one that's in the state park up there. Really big lake. So if we're if we're up there and we don't go to Lake Michigan, we go to that lake. And we always comment when we're driving around and doing tubing, doing whatever we're doing. There's so many houses with boats just parked. Yep. And maybe it's different. Ted, you've lived on this lake for a while. But I'm always like, if I lived on the water and I had a boat, I feel like I'd be out there every day. I mean, not every day. But... Right. So it's probably different. Once you live here, it's probably a little it's different. It's a little right? different. I right. mean, we go out probably at least three or four times a week, depending on the weather. And it's nice. My favorite time is in the morning. You know, we're yeah. recording this before noon here on Monday. And personally, I'm enjoying this overcast skies because if the sun was beating down on us here at yeah. 85 degrees, yeah. we'd be sweating up a storm. So this is perfect. But yeah. uh, uh yeah, I don't know. The one thing I do like about here, it's a private lake, and uh, it surprises us, too, that it doesn't get used by everybody. You know, you see boats all around at different docks, right. but they're hardly ever out here. Is it the price of gas? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> RV gas. That's what right. it is. But uh, it's it's the holiday weekend, like you said, and tomorrow it'll be pretty busy, I, I'm guessing, if the weather holds up. Next Saturday, the 8th, that's when we have our fireworks, and that's when everybody has their big parties out here, so... Yeah it'll be crowded then there'll be a lot there'll be it's the one day that the lake is really crowded can you tube out here oh yeah like i didn't know if you could go fast enough to tube because it's not no wake is it no out here the two bigger parts of the lake you can tube jared can tell you that i about killed him one day on the tube remember that (laughs) are you talking about wasn't it it was uh the rope was wrapped around my neck if you would have yanked it forward i would have yeah uh chopped my head off we we were doing two tubes at that time Your brother there. almost killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's an all it's an all season lake out here. I mean, you can you can ski, you can tube, uh, ice fishing in the wintertime. So that's our uh, promo for Lake Manitou. And speaking of promos, got to thank the good folks at Memorial Healthcare. 
their wellness center, just state of the art. I know Jared, a lot of times you come into town, you buy uh, a guest membership, you know, you get to use the pool, the sauna, the steam rooms, everything else that they have there. And, uh, you know, we're coming up on the 4th of July and they have a promo for all service people and uh, former military, no entry fee for the entire month of July. So you can't beat that as well. No, you can't. All right, let's play a little catch up, boys. I know mm-hmm. uh, probably the primary part of catch up is Matt coming home for his 20th class reunion. Let, give us the breakdown on that, Matt. It was fun. I know I told you guys, you, you called me out. Well, Jake called me out, <laughs> Jake Dowling. And um, I don't know, that was like six months ago or a while ago now, but saying that he didn't think that a reunion was being planned, but it actually was in the works. I was, I was one of the, there was a few of us involved in planning, and I was one of right. the main, I guess, organizers. Um, I just, I, I think it's fun. I know not everyone had the same high school experience as everyone else and everything like that, but I loved it. I loved growing up in Corona and I, we had an awesome class and, um, I, I would have a reunion every year. Yeah, I really would. I'd have a reunion every year. Um, but we had probably about, I don't know, counting spouses, 60 people. You guys saw the group picture. There was probably like 50, 60 people. Um, again, including some of the spouses, not as many class members showed up as I thought would, but it was a blast. I mean, we were out at Fortitude. You guys all know that place. Super cool venue. It helps that one of our class members is the guy that owns it, Alec Haber. <laughs> so he let us have it there basically at no cost. You know, they've got a food truck, so we didn't have to pay for a caterer. You know, it was just cash bar, so everyone was just, you know, on their own as far as paying for what they want to eat or drink. But it was a great time. I mean, show up, you know, you do the typical – what you been up to? How are you? How are your parents? You know, all those kind of conversations. Obviously, high school sports came up, you know, like, man, how no, dominant our football team was. Did it get rowdy? How late were you guys out? We were there, uh, probably the last 15 or so of us were there until about one. Yeah. And Alec and his wife were kind of manning the, the bar, and they were like, you guys can stay as late as you want, really, probably because we're all buying drinks and stuff, yeah. so they didn't mind. But, yeah, we were there until about one. It got pretty rowdy. Um, yeah, I, I saw a bunch of people I haven't seen basically since high school or shortly after. And, you know, you do the typical catch up stuff right. and talk about kids and all that kind of stuff. So, so 20 so. years, and this is the generational thing. I've got my, I can't believe I'm going to say this 50th coming up. <laughs> here. <next God>. My <laughs> golden anniversary next year. next year. Can you imagine that? Uh, I, I imagine it yours though, Matt. I mean, without getting into too many details, there was probably some product like is provided by Sky Mint Cannabis. Everybody knows they're the leader in mother nature industry growing right here in Michigan. I mean, what a great thing, you know, at a, at a reunion, just hang out and chill, right? Hang out and chill, eat some good food, all that kind of stuff. Um, don't they do, weren't you the one to, don't they do just a yearly or is it, they do a reunion for all the classes or something like yeah, that? Yeah. That's become just... the more fun one to me. I mean, okay. We are like, they have an alumni reunion is okay. what it's called. It's like classes that go way back even before my time. You know, yeah. there, there's an all-class reunion. And those are kind of fun because, you know, when you're in school, you know people in the other classes, right. not just your own class. So Isn't this cool. like over the, like, it's like there's the 60s, the 70s, the, like, it's basically because there's not enough living members, so you have to... <laughs> put them all in one is that why that that's probably a big reason why yeah i wouldn't be a bit surprised i remember the last one i took my dad to i think there were there were three classmates there and one of them had her, <laughs> one of them had her cheerleader outfit on that, oh boy that was pretty cool <laughs> it's impressive that it still fit <laughs> well <laughs> we'll leave that right there <laughs> no i, th- I think class you just had your five year yeah. you said it was fun do you think you guys are going to keep having 
I think you guys so. had a ton of money. You said, yeah. Like, you uh, I think it basically, if, if it hadn't been spent, I think it would have went back to school. So yeah. I think it's like, yeah. I don't know. I think we had like we had a good class president. He raised I don't know how much, like ten thousand while we were in school. We wow. only used a few thousand for prom, so it's right. like we got to use this now or it was gonna go to waste. So. Do you, you have to do that, or is it banked and can be used for future reunions? I you have five years to use it, I believe. Seriously, yeah. Wow. So if five within five years, it goes back to the school. Is how it works. Now, yeah, so. now you kind of had class reunions every year when you used to go to the festival down there in uh-huh. Jackson. That's kind of work schedules and everything else kind of put a damper on that, hasn't it? It sucks. I mean, COVID really is what ended it. Um, You're talking about faster horses? Faster yeah. horses. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel too old for it nowadays. It just, it doesn't sound fun. I mean, it was, it was you brutal. aged very fast. <laughs> a lot of the stuff that we bring up, you're like, I'm too old for it. I mean, it. when like, you get it, oh, when you get a, you? when you get a girlfriend, it's like, you kind of, what's the point of me running around at this? Like, I don't know. It's, it just doesn't sound as appealing to be I mean, running around go at 2 a.m. every night. She hates country. <laughs> okay. Or, yeah. oh, but no. even at that point, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I view that as a see if you're single, you go and enjoy it. Or yeah. you're 65 years old and you have a sit up in the bring stands. an RV. And that's those are the two other ways to do it. I don't air know. conditioning. Just, I really do think getting a girlfriend, it, it ages you. It makes you, <laughs> you can just become boring. Wait till so, you get a wife. You want to get aged. Yeah. Let me tell you. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is faster fun. horses even, is it going this year? I feel like I haven't seen. Like the, you know, ads and stuff like that. I think they just, it's a lackluster lineup. Oh, really? what I remember. Oh. I can't remember who is on it, but I mean, it's tough to beat last year's, which we've seen these two guys rolling in Detroit uh, the last few couple months. Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, and like Tim McGraw last right. year. Pretty tough to beat that. So, yeah. um, so it's just, it's a downgrade. And I think there's like been a lot of different, I mean, like everything nowadays, it's like there was, you know, that a few is different a hell of a lineup. I forgot that was their lineup last right. year. Um, but I just think there's been like a few different kind of bad instances that have happened at the campground and because of, or oh, yeah, and because yeah. of it, I think it's sort of lost some of the, you know, kind of wildness of that it might have. Has, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. they cost themselves a little bit, especially guys in my age group, you know, making it a three day festival. That's the only ticket you can buy. You right. can't buy individual day tickets. I mean, the big story or big country act that just was in Detroit at Ford Field was that Morgan Wall. Two nights sold out or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I just I can't believe how big he got so quick. Yeah, yeah, he did blow up really quickly, and I, I think I, I'd be curious what their reasoning would be because, like, when you have Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, if they're playing on the same day, people are probably only buying that day, mm-hmm. and then the other days there'd be like fifty people there. Yeah, so maybe that's why I they suppose. don't do the day tickets. But I mean, that it would be a lot more intriguing, right? If you could just buy it instead of the five hundred dollar, how much was it? For the whole week, it really was a great deal when you look yeah. back. Two hundred fifty bucks for the whole weekend, yeah, including camping. Uh, I think well, there was like you know you split it with ten of your buddies, right. you know, ten bucks a piece for the campsite or whatever. Right. I think it was like maybe two hundred a campsite, so that was like basically just added cost, like twenty twenty five yeah. bucks. Yeah, I think one reason they do it too is is administrative cost. You know, if they're only selling one ticket for the weekend, they don't have to have separate ticket right. people and you know the admin that goes with it. Less, less like. Uh, Logi- what is it like uh, logistics or something? yeah logistics yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah i remember the very first year this was this was chaos it was literally something out of like an apocalypse it was our last night um there at this at the concert and it was like toby keith so he didn't go on until like there was a thunder delay so like he uh-huh. didn't start till like midnight so like i was feeling like horrible literally felt like i was gonna die so i as soon as the concert was slept over, in the portage john no, uh, yeah, that would that would have yeah that would have been during the delay. Um, that's that would explain a, that's why a classic. I no, I I tried to. If you remember, I ended up going out and laying in the grass. Um, but so 
when it was over, basically we were, this is the first year we didn't know any better. So you have to, you want to stay in the infield because that's right next to where the concert is. We were basically in the outfield is, I don't know what it's called, but you have to take a bus to get there. So at the end of this, uh, concert it's just a whole mad rush of five thousand or more people and they're like loading these people up in school buses and i remember as soon as the doors would open people are just bolting through the doors trying to get in and to get back to your campsite i felt like i was gonna puke i felt like i was gonna die <laughs> so it's me and my buddy cole waiting for this bus to open. we as soon as it opens up we start sprinting in i literally get in as soon as i get in they shut the door behind me i'm like looking at them through the glass it's like we're about <laughs> pulling away and i just felt so horrible because it was like one bus coming every like 10 minutes so it's like dude you're waiting here for another 10 minutes for that next bus it's so. like the movie like the New York subway where like you jump on the subway yeah. and the, the villain is like chasing you and you sort of subway like. drives away or whatever. Oh, crazy, man. Well, we're here on the 4th of July weekend. Oh, the Monday, the sun's out. starting oh, to peak boy. out a little bit. I didn't bring uh, my sunglasses. Rivals Tap House and Grill is closed until mm. Wednesday for the holiday. But when you do get a chance, stop into Rivals. They've got the greatest deals in food and drink around. They're the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located right on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. And also, Nelson House Funeral Homes, their top goal is to serve the families in our community. They have they did well serving our family and uh, just a great organization, Nelson House Funeral Homes. You know, guys, like I said, it's 4th of July weekend. What are your plans for tomorrow, the 4th, and, and maybe the rest of the week for Matt? You're in town now uh, doing some family time for a couple weeks, right? Yeah, so we had the class reunion Friday, Saturday at one of my sister's house. Um, she lives in one of the lakes right over here. Um, we had a little like family reunion. My mom's side, some people came out. And then now on my wife's family, we're at her mom's that's still in Corona. And a bunch of people are coming over tomorrow. I think Saturday they're having another get together or something like that. So it's just like we're knocking out all these reunions. But my wife is going to run the 5K in McCurdy Park tomorrow morning. I'm going to go up and watch. <laughs> I was going to run, but I was like, I got to watch the kids. So we'll come up and watch. Wait, you run. take them in the stroller and you're running. So we're going to go up and do that. We might actually go up to McCurdy Park and do they're doing like an all day event or something. Oh, yeah. Belt sander race. It's a big deal. Car show. Car show and like a petting zoo and decorate your bikes and all this kind of stuff. So we might head up there and do that. Definitely the, the 5K is going to happen, though. But then I think my, my father-in-law is going to have like a fish fry and do some other stuff like that. So you're going to be able to come back and watch the fireworks. I think we're going to then go back to McCurdy Park for the fireworks also. So you need to use some strategy for that. Where I've, I've heard, I've, I've you know. talked to a few people, okay. like one of my cousins goes every year and that was the first thing he said. He was like, he explained the, the basically shit show that it is getting out of there. Oh, yeah. yeah. One year we parked right at Mitchell field, big mistake. It probably took us an hour and a half to get out of there. I had Yikes. my parents with me and uh, <laughs> it was a nightmare. Yeah, so I've learned my lesson. You know, I, I parked a little bit on the outskirts. My favorite spot is save a lot parking lot. You just, oh. just got to walk to the park. But once you're done, you walk back to your car and you can easily get out and head out of town. <laughs> save a lot. That's a look. Oh, I, I was thinking save a lot by rivals. No, so you no, walk from there. I don't think that's. A, I, yeah, I think that's that's long gone. Oh, the save a lot in Corona. Yeah, now. They used to yeah. Like Brady's food Brady, and all exactly. That. Oh, okay. Even that's a little bit of a walk over. A there. little, yeah. but you, you know, well, you then want you to can, sit in your car listen, for an hour. Yeah, yeah. I shoot. You guys get it. I don't. If you have to sit in. 30 minutes of traffic after the 4th of July. It's not a good, I sit in that every day. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, no. That's just life. Oh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I sent you guys the picture of the construction. Good you segue. Weren't, you weren't kidding about the construction. <laughs> we hit Ohio, so, Ohio and it started to pick up. I don't think we saw a road that wasn't under construction from Ohio to Corona. I mean, we it added probably two and a half hours to our community, yeah. all the construction. I mean, we were 
we were never in like a standstill, but you know, we hit the driving 15 miles an hour going through construction yeah. and stuff. And we did comment multiple times. We were like, we've been driving for 15 don't minutes see anybody. and we don't see anyone working. <laughs> they Where never is are. everyone at? What they is going never on? Are. It's crazy. Yeah. A lot of times they'll shrink the lanes down from three to two yep. and it just slows everybody, everybody down to a crawl. I did learn my lesson. I talked about it last week. Went down, saw the granddaughters again this last week down in Royal Oak. Took 75 down, clear sailing all the way down, all the way back, but 696, staying away from that, man. Yeah. 100%. There's nothing but construction there. It's horrible. Uh, that's been the one nice thing of Fourth of July weekend is that there's been hardly anybody on the roads. They're all up yeah. north. I, right. I'm not a big fourth guy. I think I've said it before on this podcast. We never did anything for it. Honestly, it's always, and I have to work the day after the fourth almost every year, it seems like. So it's almost just like a glorified Sunday stay up late you watch the fireworks you go home i can't ever really drink during it uh matt you kind of build like a whole vacation around it it's the best best I, time of year i would I, take fourth of july over any holiday i remember uh, another stupid story but <clears throat> probably the most depressing night i've ever had going out was the it was like a fourth of july was on a saturday this was like three or four years ago and we all went, we were all me and my buddies were in town and so we all like yeah let's go out there'll be a lot of people out like fourth of july is tomorrow on saturday friday night in down so i think we were the only people in the entire town out <laughs> at jumbos <laughs> like we went to jumbos literally only people there went to Rest Pump, only people there everybody's gone so it's, it's just surprising actually. i'm always left behind uh wherever i'm at everybody else is up north so it's just it's always just been kind of another day to me yeah. oh, that's the best where are so fireworks here saturday what's going on on the fourth fourth I'm, i might end up going to corona watch the fourth yeah. or actually i'm going to uh, a cousin of mine lives down in the detroit area for a little open house cookout but i'll be back in time for fireworks uh, tomorrow night so yeah. i'm thinking i might go to corona i might go sit on my dad's house sit oh, right nice. up on the roof you know yeah it's a good spot to sit watch. up on the roof huh yeah and you can what see you him from there yeah absolutely <laughs> do what people no. so up on the roof could you see not very Did you see well. football games from no. if you not oh, okay. very well because the visiting stands are kind of in your yeah, way. Yeah, I was trying to picture like where exactly it is. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, with could. nobody there, you got a good view of the of the stadium, you right. know, the new turf. And it's gonna be fun this year in the fall time. I need sure. it. That's one thing I need to do when uh, in town. I need to drive by Nick and East Field and check that. Is the fence open? Can I get in there and yeah, run around on the can. field? I might have to go out there and <laughs> work out. See if I don't know about work picks. out, but yeah. I might like maybe do walk walk on the field or something. Got to check that turf out. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's nice. Yeah, you know, it's nice and soft. I yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, we're going to talk some sports, mm -hmm. and uh, before we do, I just want to tell you about uh, another former Corona Cavalier. I guess it's never former. You're always a Corona Cavalier, mm -hmm. right? If you graduate from Corona, uh, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Uh, the CEO Jim Woodworth. He is uh, a guru when it comes to mortgage and land contract services. You can check out uh, his stuff that he provides in Michigan, Florida, and Hawaii. Over 25 years of experience in organization of all types of loans. And also, our official printer, AZ Printing Solutions, great products at a great value. The area's go-to clothing and more printing business, 100% guaranteed to satisfy your expectations. Well, you know, we got a couple different things. It's always up and down with the Tigers, but let's start. Jared, you posted about the golf tournament in Detroit. Just uh -huh. some of your thoughts about Ricky Fowler winning it in uh, the first playoff hole. And I have some thoughts on that tournament myself. So mixed reviews on the Rocket Mortgage. So I went to the Celebrity Scramble, uh, nice. like, you know, Pro-Am basically on Wednesday. Um, and, for work? Or? Uh, yeah, for work. Yeah. And so 
what I noticed as soon as I got there is because of the the weather issues that they had earlier in the week, tornadoes, like you saw videos, like, mm-hmm. you know, huge trees getting ripped out of the ground. I've never seen anything like it. Um, because of that, their parking situation, I think even before that parking situation was horrible. But for this little pro-am, which maybe had 500 fans at it, uh, I couldn't find a place to park to get shuttled to the course. Huh. And all I saw on Twitter all weekend was how the parking is the worst a lot of people have ever seen on the PJ tour. And judging from what my experience on Wednesday, when there's hardly anybody there, I bet you it was horrible. Um, and I just was watching it. Detroit golf club is an awesome course designed by Alistair McKenzie. Same guy designed the uh, Augusta. Mm-hmm. It's a cool course, old school. The clubhouse is immaculate. It's is the that the one that the seen. clubhouse burned down recently? No, that, uh, that's that was Oakland, Oakland Hills. Hills. Oh, Oakland Hills, Hills which yeah. is hosting the U.S. Open in like 2035 right. or something like that. Um, but anyway, so it's like this course, just you're watching it on TV, and we'll get to the tape delay thing. Yeah. We're watching mm-hmm. it on TV. There's like no fans in the stands. So right. they, I was looking at this thing. This event looked awesome. Grandstands all around a few of these different holes, and I'm watching on TV. There's nobody there. You're watching Ricky Fowler sink a 50-foot putt. And there's not a single soul behind him in right. the fairway. It's it was like eerie. It was like, it was like watching something from like 1950, like an old yeah. golf tournament. Where there's no fans. It was like um, back in COVID days or something. No fans at the tournament. So I remember going to the Buick Open when I was a kid, and I don't know that if this is just because Tiger Woods was a Buick sponsor, and so he's always going to be there, and yeah. that's why I drew those awesome crowds. But I remember hole 17 at the Buick Open when I was a mm. kid. I went with my buddy's uh, dad. And I remember he told us, like, we can't go over there. It's so rowdy. It's so wild. You guys are too young for it. You can't go to it. So it was like the forbidden hole. We couldn't go see it. But I just remember that atmosphere in Flint, you know, or Grand Blank uh, at Warwick Hills. And I just thought it was incredible. And I just didn't think you saw it this weekend. I think the tournament was luckily saved by Ricky Fowler, maybe the biggest story in in golf right now since the U.S. Open, where he almost almost won that at LACC. So it was cool to see him win. You saw how relieved he was. Mm -hmm. And he's a good dude. We had the chance to talk to him. I one thing I did notice, he's like my height, which is yeah. kind of bizarre. I literally stood him and stared him eye to eye. <laughs> I don't know why when you're on TV, you just automatically assume there's some super athlete, like, like giants, six right? two, you know, yeah. whatever. No, he's my size, so it's incredible. He's hitting the ball 320 yards. Yeah, but it was a good tournament. I just think it needs to be improved. I, I think it might need to be moved out of Detroit. Like yeah. back to Warwick Hills. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it could be in Flint because Flint has obviously taken a turn for the worst. Right. I, like what about in West Michigan or something? Yeah, up north. I, you need. You think you got to think you needed to be near Grand city, Haven, even. but I mean, Black Grand Lake. Haven. You know, have the UAW sponsor it. I mean, yeah. you, you've been on that course. That's, that's it's a not course. You don't think it's good no, enough? No, no. Couldn't maybe maybe could when it, it be first opened. Um, it it could. I, it, the, I mean, that's the thing about this Detroit Golf Club course when you're walking. It's like there's not a shred of dead grass anywhere. It's perfectly mm-hmm, manicured. Right. You know, it's kind of a boring course because it's kind of what you have to work with in the city of Detroit. But I don't know. I just was a little bit disappointed in the event. Well, you know, you work in Detroit, Jared, and I had some thoughts on the tournament, too. You know, and I know, you know, I'm the elder statesman here. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to complain a bit about that, you know, the only way you could watch it live was streaming. I mean, I did watch it on the tape delay, but what a what you a should bunch have of no did. problem with the tape delay. I already know you. The tape delay DVR, was made for you. DVR, no, DVR but I knew who won. That was the problem. I knew. Fowler I was wondering won. who, why, in God's green earth, they would do that because the, a lot of their viewership is from people like you. Well, it's yeah. guys that are used to after Sunday afternoon, you know, finishing up around six or seven o'clock. It's the golf tournament, right? And so that was my my number one thing. You know, I, I was disappointed. I already know who won, but I still watched it. And then uh, the number two thing, I think, again, Detroit gets shafted. It just felt to me like it was a minor league. I mean, you got eight delay. You couldn't do much. Yeah, no fans. You you know, you couldn't do much about the weather. I understand why they did that. But then you got the B team broadcast team there. Jim Nance not there. 
I mean, come on. You, CBS, you know, no Tariko guy? Huh? Not Tariko? Well, Tariko's okay for the host, but he wasn't right. there calling right. the actual action. Yeah. You know, I just thought I just thought Detroit got shafted when it comes to that. You know, it wasn't given the first-class treatment that CBS usually gives them. I mean, Dan I think- Gilbert needs to get on it. Do we? Did we ever find out why? No fans or not well, as many fans. Did it was. I mean, the weather wasn't great. I just don't think it draws. Like I said, the parking yeah. in Detroit's a nightmare yeah. to even get there and figure it out. I just think it needs to be somewhere up in like Grand Rapids area, maybe up, like you know, an hour north of Grand Rapids. I'm not sure what course that would be, but I just It'd be I don't cool think too. Like if they're gonna for it. if they're gonna do it in Michigan, I mean, Detroit obviously is, is Detroit, but. Like showcase Michigan, go to Northern yeah. Michigan, go up in like Traverse City or you know somewhere up What's there. What's the one right on the Lake Michigan Arcadia? Arcadia. Plus? Yeah, yeah. There's Where's like Kingsley Club is a private course. I think yeah. it would be great for it. Um, it's yeah, Michigan has like the second most golf courses I think in of all the states. Yeah. And and I just think if you're an outsider watching that tournament and that's the course you look at, no fans, horrible yeah. weather, <laughs> no energy. Even, even though you have like the old big maybe the best finish of the entire season so far with Morikawa and, and Fowler right. in the playoff, it just was. It just wasn't a good showing. Quick yeah. question. I'm not the expert golf guy that you are. What makes Ricky Ricky Fowler so popular? I know he's a nice guy. It's his clothes. Is, yeah. it, is it the orange clothes? Is that what it is? I mean, I mean, early on, I, Jared might know more than me, but early on in his career, it really was the clothes. He was good, mm-hmm. and he was young, but he was one of the first, like, flashy Puma was the sponsor, all orange. orange, and all right. the crazy colors. And he was actually really good, and he was winning a little bit. But other than that, I think, yeah, just it's the close. Yeah. I really think that's and really now it was it. the Cinderella story. And now it's the Cinderella story, right? Right. Well, sixteen hundred days. Week. Yeah, he twelve hundred days or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, I I think there's so basically he I think he's popular one because if you show any sort of personality on the PGA Tour, right. you're going to be liked. And then he had the orange clothes. I mean, I remember being a kid. That was like, wow, this guy's sweet. Like, and now <laughs> looking back at what he used to wear, it's like, good lord, I don't know how that I ever looked at that as cool. Well, I remember it was a big deal too because like Tiger, even Tiger, Tiger was Tiger. But, you know, he was pretty buttoned up. It was yeah. slacks and, like, just a polo. The red shirt on Sunday. Yeah. And even a hat, you know, just a hat. But Fowler would wear the, like, flat bill, yeah. Puma hat, crazy colors. So kids loved him. Jared was probably all about Ricky Fowler yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And so he <clears throat> now he wears, like, the orange on Sundays, which is kind of a fun little uh, tradition he has. Yeah. But, no, I mean, he's a, a cool good story. dude. It's cool that, I mean, I saw in the last four years, he's only had like 30 weeks in the in the top 30, and that's all been this year. So it's like he completely fell off the map. He was like, you know, I think down toward like 100 in player rankings. Yeah. Now he's like in the top 10. So he just, he's totally changed his swing, got a new swing coach, and had golf a kid has and a new perspective. You, you've golfed a lot more than either of us, really. Golf has got to be like the ultimate, you know, you hear about baseball players getting the yips, mm-hmm. like Chuck Knobloch and some of these other people got the yips. Golf has got to be the ultimate like that. Like, I feel like, you know, you always hear about Tiger would always change. Gigantic. Whoa, we just had a, that a whale bass trip out of the water. That's I mean, pretty cool. We have orcas in Lake Manitou <laughs> going to come attack our boat. What's happening? I don't know here? if that was a bass that or was a pretty cool. I was giant. I mean, well, I, I walked down. I got here a little before you. Walked down. Ted's reeling in a bass. <laughs> I was like, do we have a grill out here? You about to grill us up some food? That's why I live on the lake, baby. <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of Tom Mizzo and the Rocket Mortgage Classic, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this. I've been stewing on this story for a bit now. Um, Steven Izzo, his son, who is lucky to even have uh, a spot on that roster, didn't even play his basketball senior year at LCC. I think he averaged like two points a game his junior year. Clearly there just because his dad is the coach. Sometimes it's about who you know. That's all right. So he's a walk-on. And I'm not trying to rip on this guy, but I never had a problem with Steven Izzo until – 
this happened where he requested number 69 to wear. Yep. Um, and it got rejected. The way I view this, and maybe I'm just making a mountain out of a molehill, this just seems like the ultimate slap in the face to his dad. Yeah. Basically stuck his neck out like, I'm going to put you on the team, you know, work hard, keep your nose down, <laughs> work hard. Obviously, I said that already, but. Yep. And I just feel like this is the exact opposite of that. You are making a mockery of the fact that you're even on this roster. Like, you're going to put the Izzo name on the back of your jersey with number 69 on it. <laughs> trotted him out at the end of the game as, like, a victory cigar. Well, and just a total mockery of your name. Well, it is. You guys know I love Izzo, Tom Izzo. Uh, Dad put the kibosh on that right away as soon as yeah, he caught with it. Was so Tom. it got denied, obviously. And I'd be curious if it was Tom Izzo who said no or if it was the athletic department. I think it was the NFL. It might have been college football. You used to not be able to wear number 69, I think, in NCAA football because of yeah. the joke around 69. I mean, every every fifth grader, when they see 69 come up, laughs at number 69. I mean, Rob Gronkowski would joke about it all the time. So, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that he even did that. I mean, it's funny. You're in college. You do stupid stuff. Like, you know, whatever. It's funny and everything like that. But he would have to know that, like, Tom Izzo like, is Michigan State. You, you're lucky to have a spot on the team. Why are you trying to make a mockery out of wearing Michigan State number six? Having a spot on the team. Yeah, it's almost, different, too. If he played football and he was an offensive lineman, that's one you thing. could maybe say, all right, I'm going to wear 69. But a basketball player, you could five foot doing two, it to, running out yeah. there, number 69. Uh, I wonder if he requested it on April 1st, because that's what it reminds me of, some sort of April Fool's joke. Maybe. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, it's though. It's crazy. It's all, I, I mean, I laugh. If it was a Michigan player, I'd probably be like, "All right, you're an idiot. Get off the team." But I don't know. Like, it's just me. It's just me. It just it bothered me more than it should have. I because he's lucky to be there. I'm yeah. not trying to rip this kid. He's, I mean, he's basically my age, so I don't feel that bad about it. But I just, what are you doing, dude? Right. Just yeah. shut up. You should not have ever been on a news story. You should honestly, people shouldn't even really even know your name, right. and now you're basically doing that. Yeah, just frankly, he that. should be just a manager on the team, but that I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, basically he is. He, he gets a couple garbage time minutes or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's the bench supporter, but whatever. I thought it was pretty funny. Well, it's coming up July 4th, halfway point of the season. Jared, you're right on track almost for that 70 <laughs> wins. Are they going to do it? That's number one. We're talking about the Tigers. Yeah. But number two, this week's going to be a big week. They got uh, Rodriguez coming back, and they got Scooble coming yeah. back on July honest, 4th. Your guys' optimism with the Tigers is impressive. I think because I'm out of state, but I, I don't watch clearly, obviously, as much as you do. I do I do watch as much as I can. I'm, I'm pretty down on them, man. They're bad. They're not a good team. <laughs> I'd be fine if we wrote the Tigers out of this podcast because I'm going to say the same stuff. I don't. Nobody is good. They, ooh, Michael Lorenzen is their only all-star. He's 2-4 and four with like a 4.28 ERA, and he's the only person that can make the all-star team. It's yeah. the Tigers. We all love the Tigers. I still love the Tigers, but They're, this team is not good. Well, not good. I would love to have read, read them out of the show. They've stayed within the, the central hunt. I mean, I think they're only what, yeah. four, seven, back. four back right now, and they are so injury depleted, and they're getting a lot of these guys back after the all-star break. I mean, like you said, Scoobles coming back. Rodriguez is back. Badu will be back. Riley Green will be back. Um, listen I, to the names you're listening. I mean, say what you will. I mean, Riley Green, uh, he was Riley Green he led is, all the majors he, in batting average. That's uh, the one. We, we mentioned it before. Right. He, he's he's legit. Big, he was a big loss when he went down. They clearly, you know, their offense took a hit when he went down. But uh, can, this is it's a, a Torkelson thing. I know we were talking before we started recording. I know he's hit a few home runs. I get it. Chris Castellani, you know, with Barstool, yep. former three point podcast guest, he, he tweeted something out last week or something. 
before he kind of started hitting these few home runs, he was like three for his last 40. Yeah. He had a worse OPS than Miguel Cabrera, who we all love. He's a legend, but we know he's on clearly. He's not what he used to Lassie. be. Not even close. He's a great fielder, Torkelson. I get it. Well, you know, hope he's going to turn into be, you know, the next Paul Goldschmidt or something like that. But all I keep seeing is he hits the ball hard, exit velocity. He hits the ball hard. And I'm just like, come on, guys. He's been in the league three years, four years. He should have figured it out by now. If he can stay, maybe he's not going to be Mike Trout. Maybe he's not going to be Paul Goldschmidt, something like that. Maybe he'll just be a solid major league player, a, a decent fielder, maybe win a gold glove or two. I think it's because I live out of state. I am not high on the Tigers, man. Same with the Pistons. I, I same with the Pistons. I don't think we're high on the Tigers, but I think that the facts are the facts. I yeah. mean, they're four games back. They're in the weak division, the Central. Series with the A's coming up. Yeah, I mean. Who just got perfect game throwing. Yeah, so so looking at the schedule and looking at the division they're in, it's not outrageous. Here we are halfway at the point of the season. Like I said, Tigers are actually still in the race, you know, being four games back at this point. I agree with you, though. They're not very good. But they are, we've talked about it before, they're kind of a fun group to watch, you know? And especially if they get these guys back from injury, you know, I'll be checking out Tiger baseball games. What was the story last year? It's a bunch of guys who play hard. (laughs) No, I think that that was the problem last year is they had some (laughs) locker room cancers. And, I mean, say what you will, Mickey hasn't played well, Scope hasn't played well. But they haven't been, you know, dickheads about the fact they haven't played that much. They bought in, they've mentored where they can, their smiles on their face every game. Uh, and Mickey, the last month, I think he's batting almost 400. So, he's like, playing decent. yeah, it, it's just the team, they're staying afloat. The Central's horrible. They're yeah. a fun group. Everything I predicted, you know, before the year started. Except for scope. Except for so, scope. Um, I'm so going to no. keep on that. Can, I'm going to keep on that because you keep bringing up your right predictions. <laughs> yeah, we got people out there finding what I say. We're not going to forget that one. Yeah, that's uh, just uh, there's a birdie that's literally going through and re-listening to all of our podcasts. He's on episode. He just got to the episode where Mark D'Antonio was uh, let go. So oh, I think boy. we had like a Wicked Witch of the West like intro okay. to that episode. So he's on like episode forty-five. So that's scary to know that there's somebody that's to go. going through right. and them. Um, Which is actually kind of I, I've gone back a couple times involved mentioning Chris Castellani, like we had Annie Agar and um, like Tony Dombrowski. Yeah, he, he does. I know he doesn't work for Bally, but he's been on like the pregame games, show and yeah. stuff like that. It's funny to kind of to go, not to cut you off, but to go back and listen to some of those old interviews with people who've gone on and not done bigger and better things, but right. you know, gone on. I don't know. Amy yeah. Agar blew up, man. I mean, she had her controversial period there where she. Yeah. I don't even remember things. what that was. Yeah, some yeah. some racial people, thing, I think. People dug said. up old tweets. Yeah. Oh, they do. Oh, 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 yeah. But she's huge now, right? She's tied right into the NFL, I believe. And yeah, I mean, probably I makes she got a good thing going. Um, she posts the same pictures all the time. I was, yeah. <laughs> I always laugh at her Instagram posts. It's the same three pictures. It's one right. like this, it's one like this, and then it's one laughing. And that's our that's, that's the side yeah, story, bro. I just always laugh. She's a lovely lady. And then you um, read the comments, and there's a lot of creepy people on there. Yeah. Oh, oh no. There's doubt. Some um, I got there one. There we go. We got some tubers over here. On tune tubers. They're, Try tune that, over that there. looks like a little more heavy duty than what we got over here. Yeah. Than this 2000. <laughs> Sun crab. Hey, it the, got us to the island. That's the upgrade. That's wow. I think that's some serious speed. That's so the not, upgraded version. Not to completely change. I mean, we're on the lake. We should talk about this. So tubing. You you almost got choked out like Ted the other day or last yeah. year or whatever. Oh, it was a number of years ago. So we again the the lake that I mentioned up in Ludington. We would go tubing, and I think it was my dad's sole purpose in life to just destroy us on the tube. Had he to. would get that thing cranking, and he'd have the biggest smile on his face while yeah. we're whipping around. 
tubing is like it's actually really dangerous i feel like when you watch the videos of people like crashing I, especially the tubes now that I, that one's not lucky but you see the tubes where people are sitting up yeah and i'm weird. like that's so dangerous because you can't like you know you, when you tube you kind of ride with it yeah you can exactly. lean you can do all that kind of stuff but the ones sitting up you see the bounce bounce and then they hit the one wake and it's like Boom, yeah, there's no control. The there's air. no skill to it. You're just sitting, waiting to die. Yeah, you're just basically. basically waiting to get shot up in the air. I'm right. I'm right with your dad. Back when I had my speedboat, you take the kids around, the nephews around, two times. Third time around, man, you'd right, left, right, left. I'll just say there's a way the slingshot where you just have it, have it uh, get very uh, loose and then you just pull it tight when, yeah. you, when you jolt the speed and, and you'll get anybody to go. I have one last thing on Tigers for. Yeah. Uh, I just want to get this out. It's kind of a dumb thought, but I've been thinking about it. So the Tigers are now. Six and zero in bullpen games, which I think that goes to show for AJ Hinge. He's one of my favorite manager. I think he's the best manager in baseball. I'll say that uh, until he proves me wrong. Um, but why not? Rather than have these starting pitchers, why not just have your entire pitching staff be all guys who can go two to three innings and just do a bullpen game every day? You have like basically a bullpen twice the size, yeah. and you just is there. That's not very possible. But. No, it's it's possible, and why not? Nobody's ever done it. What have they got to lose, right? worth a shot i mean they got a couple you know with rodriguez coming back he's a legit starter right yeah but other than yeah. that okay we'll see what scuba can do if he stays healthy but i, I like your idea that'd be that why not shake it up right now the rest of the season i love the opener i love it yeah. when they have the opener in in uh baseball here's the thing the number one team in baseball right now the tampa bay rays have like the most bullpen innings by like 40 innings that's heard, their strategy and i've heard people seconds. talk about that like I've actually seen some people say, like, why don't more teams go that route? You just have more guys that can throw two, three really hard innings as opposed to a bunch of starters. I think the fatigue factor might come in. you got to have some starters that could maybe potentially go six, seven, or nine innings. Not many pitchers go nine innings anymore. But I think you you have to have some starters because of the fatigue thing. But if you just got some dudes that it's like, go out and throw two innings, and you don't have to, like, pace yourself. Just go throw smoke for two innings. I've always said that, like, when Verlander was starting to go through some injury issues, it's like, man, he would, like, when John Smoltz went from a starter, you know, finished his career as a closer, Verlander would be a hell of a uh, closer. Obviously, he's still fine as a starter, but if you just told Verlander, one inning, one inning, go throw 105, hey, I, I think he would be a good I've closer. I've always thought closer is like, the, I don't understand why it's such a sought after, because it seems like the easiest gig in, in baseball. Because you're coming in to close. The I game. guess it's because of the pressure, but hey, sometimes you come in bases loaded, no outs, and you've got to save like a one run. Yeah, right. And all and, the pressure is on you. And Tiger closers famously have walked the first batter in that ninth Always. inning, and it's a killer. Yeah. And through, through that whole run, Jose Valverde, <laughs> dude, I was took ten years off my life. What did he have? Like fifty straight, like or fifty-five saves, and it's like every time it felt like he was gonna blow it. There was so never a one-two-three inning. Never. No. Same with Todd Jones. Well, that looks like fun, man. Do you have a tube on this pontoon? I, I have two. I have a tube at home, but this boat doesn't go nearly that fast. I might blow <laughs> out my like engine, that. you know. <laughs> but that does look like fun. Is you this know? the spot to tube, or are there other? This little... is the bigger. Yeah, this yeah. is the spot right here. We're out. Uh, this is our second annual Tunecast, guys, and uh, you know I think it's going okay. Uh, Talking a little tight. This audio is actually recording. Yeah, we'll <laughs> check that out before we get out of here. Hey, I did want to throw out real quick, like a uh, little locally, Prada's Wyatt Bauer just edged out his twin Tarek as uh, the area's track athlete of the year. They were so oh, wow. close, neck and neck in that award. I mean, just think about being the Bauer boys, you know, and just competing every day yeah. against your your mirror. You yeah. know, that's got to be tough. It would be cool. 
we talked we, we mentioned my reunion i was talking you know at um at the reunion with some some of my former classmates and um you know talking about sports and some of them that are still in the area have kids coming up and the bauer boys came up and you know talking to some guys i played football with and we were like just how different it is nowadays i'm sure jared you even noticed how different the mindset maybe is maybe not as much with you guys but from 2002 when i was playing to now after talking to Tarek and Wyatt, it's just like we took it seriously for sure. It was just it's such a different, but thing. not what yeah you did, but you didn't. That's basically what you're saying, right? I mean, we went to seven on sevens all summer. We went. I mean, we had basketball camps, we had Flint League, we had you know uh, football camps and all that. So we took it seriously. But one big thing, I think I brought it up. We didn't have a weight room. <laughs> I mean, we, That's we what had they do a, now. We had a weight room. It was a little little closet, but you know, like weightlifting just wasn't. That's a, so weird. A thing. Like, I don't know. I'd be curious about you guys. We lifted through the summer, but once football season started, we did not lift Ooh. whole football season. So to, so to think about, like, you go a whole football season without lifting. Yeah, it's not smart. That's just not what it is. The, the first time that we ran up against a team where we were noticeably not as physically in shape was growing up at South Christian. We ended up winning a state title, beat us in the playoffs. And it was noticeable. We were like, oh, shit, these guys are – they're, yeah. they're stronger than us. They're, they're bigger. We're, we're better. We were like, we're better than this team, but they were kind of pushing us around. So it's just crazy, you know, talking to some people at the reunion, we were like, this, this these, again, not trying to put too much weight on these guys' shoulders, but the opportunity these Bauer twins and, and these, this class has coming up is pretty awesome. It makes me like, ah, I don't want to move back and walk, go to Nick and East every, every Friday night and watch these boys, but. It should it's pretty be pretty cool. It should be fun. The other thing that's a little different nowadays, I know you were at the very beginning of it. After you went to college, is that when you put together like your little highlight tape of high school football where nowadays they, I don't yeah, uh, that, I don't stop. think that was a thing really until like 20 early 2010. But, but he, you just did it on your own. Right? I did it on my own cuz I I had the interest and in, I like doing that stuff. That, but, yeah. yeah, I mean I, we had some You couldn't have been able to do that at the time like just you wouldn't have been able to put together your own highlight tape, would you? No, There's I mean we, really... it was like tape to tape. Yeah. So it wasn't like just <laughs> you know going to final cut pro or you know whatever right. editing software you use and just throw it together real quick or like huddle and all these like YouTube but yeah, so even that stuff is different. Yeah. Like, I mean, recruiting wasn't the way it was back then. It's only 20 years ago. It, I still like to think it wasn't that long ago. But it's, Huddle really was a million-dollar idea. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Um, when you were in high school, basically, am I wrong? You guys just showed up on the first day of practice and, like, let's play football? <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. We, we showed up to uh, – So that's even a, a lot different. Two-a-days. We had two-a-day practices. The week of fair? Fair week, yep. two-a-days. And, uh, <laughs> you know – Nick and East, of course, legendary head coach. You'd have some guys that would go out for the team that I don't want to call them tackling dummies, but they kind of were. He would weed them out, you know, and they'd go up against the guys that uh, were going to be starting. You know, and it, it was probably wasn't the nicest thing, but it did weed out the guys that weren't going to stick around. You know. So wait, you guys had cuts? Or... No, we were. Oh, okay. that, that was how you cut them. You know, they quit. Oh, okay. Usually you weed them out in the summer now. And yeah. Up until two a days. That's unbelievable. That sounds like torture. Just no prep. You're probably so out of shape. Just showing up 90 degree heat, two a days. Uh, that couldn't have been safe. Taking salt tablets. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Why taking is that a salt thing? tablets. Because we just sweated it out, right? You'd sweat out all this so salt. Was, so they'd give you a salt tablet. That's disgusting. It's that ridiculous. Awful. It's, <laughs> it's not very good medicine. Basically, it's supposed to be like <laughs> electrolytes. Like it was supposed to replenish Instead your, of Gatorade, yeah. it was salt tablets, apparently. And, and I go back guys where you know you didn't get water till after practice yes. think about no that water 
especially fair week when it's, you know, 95 degrees. It's the hottest part of the summer usually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember there was a, there was a, a drugstore downtown that had fountain drinks, fountain Cokes, you know, mm-hmm. and we'd have the break in between practices. And I'd go down there and drink these two giant Coca-Colas fountain drinks and just belched out a storm, you know, but I was so <laughs> thirsty. Yeah, that probably wasn't good for you. No. Two fountain cokes, probably not the best thing to drink in between practice. One of my friends, John Strine, who I graduated with, we would always in between two days. His mom had a pool. We would oh. go back and we would just in that two hours or whatever you had in between. We would just float in the pool and be like, contemplate quitting. <laughs> like, yeah. do we really want to do this? But it was just always so hot. Two days is fun though. Yeah, uh, you know, you look back, it's fun. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast. Uh, the special tune cast with some entertainment. I've got to get into a couple of things Jared brought up last week. Before we do, though, I got a question, guys, that I it's been bugging me a little bit. Uh, let me rephrase it. It's a it's definitely a generational thing. And I was thinking about it when I got back home from I had a mini vacation where I went to Cleveland and I went out and saw the granddaughter out in D.C. Granddaughters out in D.C. I came home you know, and I always put my newspapers on hold. So the newspapers arrived the day I got home, and I got, you know, six or seven newspapers, the local Argus Press, and I just sat down and enjoyed catching up on the news, you know, and I still get my fair share of sports news from the newspaper or television. My question to you guys is, are you getting it all nowadays just on social media, or what's your go-to source when you want to study up on sports? Definitely not the newspaper. (laughs) So... But when you have a local one, they, yeah, I can, I can. Even some of my friends who still live in the area, they still have a, an Argus subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, no social media. I mean, I, I maybe I'm a little biased. I do, I do still watch Sports Center and Get Up and other shows on ESPN to get some some information like that. But most social media. I mean, yeah. Twitter for the most part. You know, like all this NBA crazy NBA news. It it really is like you know people bash on social media, Twitter, you know, whatever Instagram. You get stuff instantly. Like when when free agency opens up for NBA and you're just refreshing Twitter, it really is a great way to get all the information. There's a lot of fake stuff out there, so you got to be careful. You got bamboozled by something recently, right? Steph Curry, right? So, so yeah, social media. I mean, okay. And I I enjoy social media too. And I have another question for you guys on Twitter. What's the root? So, I don't understand what is the purpose of calling the the newspaper to have them put it put it on hold just to have it all arrive basically when you get back when if they would have just been delivering it every day anyway it would be waiting for you, you when want, you got back you don't want your mailbox over young man this is another lesson in life yeah. for you you don't want people to know that you're not home yeah that's I why some people don't post me, vacation pictures on facebook so people know that you're gone my wife gets mad at me when i do so i you don't rarely want your mailbox do. overflowing yep my parents used to do the same thing it's common sense yeah common sense think about it you're worried about the Argus, them knowing well, If you've got a mailbox home. full of newspapers, you don't think if a, if a low life comes driving by, they go, oh, they're not. I, don't, I, I feel like I'm maybe it's because I'm young and naive. I don't know. Exactly. I don't. You are like, you think you're going to get robbed at any point. Didn't, you, didn't like. you get robbed at a gas station in Detroit or something? Or a Grand Rapids? Didn't you go to an ATM yes. with a homeless? Well, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I gifted the guy $20. So I did. Um, but you went to like, the ATM. Yeah, I didn't. That was like so stupid. Like, it's not even. I didn't like. If this guy's gonna rob me for twenty bucks, I didn't. I wasn't gonna sit there and badger him over it. I, right. Like, so if he kills yeah. you, you're dead. But you don't. You care? <laughs> did I die? No, but 
gotta have some street smarts, man. Looking back, that twenty dollar loss was yeah. worth the lesson learned, I okay. guess, which was okay. really why not? If that's the worst that's gonna happen to me, is I lost twenty bucks at this whole thing, then whatever. Uh, Help it, some guy out. I don't disagree with that. It's just that it could have been worse. Could have yeah. been worse. He could have got your number. Could have got your number. I mean, I kind of I told the story before. It happened to me in New York City when I got scammed out of the Lakers. Yeah, out of the Lakers tickets. And the dude followed me to the ATM. Not the smartest moment in my life either. But <laughs> I was excited to see Kobe play. At yeah, but you know, yeah, you never you learn the ticket, guys. You live, you learn. But all right, lesson learned on right. a newspaper. Anyway, as you were saying about, so Twitter. you don't cancel your, you don't stop your mail when you're out of town. I don't even, I don't even have mail sent to my apartment. I sent it to my parents' house, so I don't that's even, true. I don't have mail. Like, I don't really get mail. I don't have anything to, that's coming to me or so. All right, here's a question I got on Twitter. I'm, you know, I, I scan things. I don't do my research and go to Google and say, what's this? What's going on with Elon Musk and how many tw- tweets you can open up? What? Explain that to me. What's what's going on? I've only seen a little bit. They, he's trying to limit, like, yeah, how much like the the incorrect information that's out there right, right. you can only open up so many tweets so you can't be spreading misinformation I, it is what i read into it so if, so if you're like me and you're just scanning through twitter and you see something interesting you open it up there's a limit on how many of those i can look at I, elon musk has been annoying with how he's been handling <laughs> yeah. twitter it's like as soon as he did that then he put out a tweet like oh should i undo it what do you guys like like right, right. Just, if you've noticed twitter has become it's like instagram now where it's like just trying to keep your attention as long as yeah. it used to be like a place where you knew how to find stuff and right. basically it was like your curated like newspaper almost now it's like they just put whatever they want on your feed yeah. it's, it's still a great app i still am on it all the time but it's just not what it was, and he's ruined it. I hate it. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up this TuneCast with a entertainment tonight. But before we get to that, I just want to remind people here in mid-Michigan, the Dwayne Ash Memorial Golf Outing is coming up. Now, it's in September, September 9th, at Corona Hills Golf Course. You know, for a little nine-hole course, Corona Hills still is a pretty sweet golf course. It really cool. is. And, you know, all the proceeds go to the Corona Education Foundation and Corona Rotary Projects got to say a big shout out to all the Rotarians out there. They do a lot of great work and uh, it's a it's a great thing if you're a golfer and I'm, I think you're going to golf in it, aren't you, Jerry? Yep, I'll be there. Are so, you going to? You uh, I was asked, but I uh, politely declined. Uh, now you're going to get out and <laughs> I'm on know, the DL. walk okay. the course or something? So you're clearly never going to golf again. Can but, we throw your clubs to the trash? <laughs> <laughs> no, you never know. I might, might go out there again someday. It's, it's all dependent currently on my shoulders. And like I said, I'm not comfortable right now going to a public event and hitting that first tee, man. You talked about the yips earlier. I mean, tell me you don't get a little nervous that first time when you want to hit that first shot. If you hit it great, you're golden the rest of the round. If you dub it, oh, it's, well, that's not... why that's why you have the breakfast ball on the first tee. Oh, okay. You got to, and I'll I'll keep hit. You got to start your round with a good shot. Yes, I will yeah, never too. walk off that first tee like hitting three, like out of bounds. Like if I hit two shots yeah. in the water, I'm not just go. All right, I'm just gonna start my round with a three. No, <laughs> you just keep hitting until until you hit a good shot. Then you officially start. Oh, yeah. okay. Two summers ago, probably talked about it on the podcast, but I did a golf trip with some buddies. It was my first time golfing in at least a year or two. It had been a year or two. Same thing. Didn't warm up. Didn't, didn't go hit any balls on the range. Didn't do anything like that. We had like eight people waiting behind us, and I was the first one to tee off straight into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. I was like, fuck, oh, who cares? Right. I don't care. I did do a breakfast ball and yeah. get a decent drive after that. But no, yeah, it, you, you can't start your round off with No, and it's the worst when you like people let you play through, and oh. it's like a group of like four, you know, middle aged guys who are just judging your every move. Think they're, yep. They think they're Ricky Fowler with a <laughs> orange right. get up, and yep. that's the worst. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from that. I'm going to just jump right into the idol. Jared, 
Are these all your entertainment tonight? Well, notes? yeah, but I don't I don't do oh. all of them. But I'll start with the idol. You were 100% Wait, correct. can we jump to White say. House Plumbers can we, and then we go back to the idol? <laughs> you what, want is, to? what is that? <laughs> what is That's happening? actually pretty good. It's on Max, HBO. Uh, Woody Harrelson and Justin Theroux. Do you know who he is? Uh, I don't know Justin Theroux. You know Woody, Harrelson. Know Woody Harrelson. Okay, it was uh, an HBO show, I think six or seven episodes based on the Watergate break-in uh, back when Nixon was president. And right. it was satirical okay so it was i thought it was really well done i give it a 2.5 on three-point rating i if you're looking for something to watch uh, Woody Harrelson's always no, i love this i'm looking at his notes it's color-coded the three-point pod ratings are in purple <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the titles are red the text is black the 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 links are blue and the ratings are purple you know so, i i know you, you, i just wanted to throw in here i know you get yeah. a big kick out of it i and i admit i have I have a problem. I have a little <laughs> bit of a problem. I mean, I'm my mom's son. I'll, I'll tell you that right yeah. now. She was the same way. So, what, as far as taking notes, uh, let's just call it being a little bit anal. Yeah. You know, that's and organized. Look, I call it. I organized. can't stop right. looking at this. He's got Ted Entertainment tonight and cursive at the top. Ted is all in caps, and then enter, <laughs> and then entertainment is in lowercase. Well, why don't you describe the the microphone thing? <laughs> the mic flag. Yeah. Oh, that'll that'll be on Twitter later. Well, I'll just say that he's got a mic flag that has three point podcast on it. I might need to get one. Which of is these. actually pretty cool. Yeah, you got to show up to Bally Sports with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slip in the, the three point. Can we talk the idol now? Yeah. It was one of the most piece of shit. Television shows I've ever seen. I did make it through two episodes. Oh, two episodes. You went one and a half. I made it through the second one. It was garbage. Is it just because of the adult content? No, I love adult content. Not not that. That's all it is. There's nothing like. There's no substance to the story. Here, read that right there. The first three words. Horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> Writing, direction, acting, everything. Oh, horrible. you think the acting was bad? Oh, acting was I mean, bad. Weekend was not great. Weekend was terrible. Okay. Lily Rose Depp. Okay. Attractive, but acting wise, okay. who knows? We'll see down the road. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Hank Azaria was horrible. Hank Azaria putting on some kind of Jewish, Israeli yeah. accent. Which is surprising because Hank Azaria is usually good in basically and, everything and, he and does. And he's not giving up on the hair either. I mean, his hairline is. He should just go either bald or toupee. <laughs> and he's got a point. And uh, but you know, do you ever watch Animal House? Zero point zero on the scale here. <laughs> Animal House, like no, that was a, it was a famous quote oh, from that oh, show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Much I have more. never given a zero point zero, but this was awful. Really? Well, I got can't. You got. I don't think they're coming back for a second season. Six episodes. I think one it was episode supposed to be short. Eight. I think it was supposed to be uh, seven or eight, and so they stopped it. No, it's. Oh, they complete. They even stopped this first season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's. It's, God, it's bad. I don't know, Matt. You need to watch it just to watch the first time. Like, it's watch crazy it. that something like that can get on HBO. Yeah, and you know, I'm, a, I'm an HBO shill, man. I usually always very yeah, well, good. There's not many is, shows that aren't good, and that one is right. bad. Is this like be. a sign the times are times are changing? Like that HBO is not putting out well, maybe content. Well, maybe. like I, I'd be curious if they try and you know push the limit on some things, like because it was a Euphoria director, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he tried to like piggyback off of euphoria success and well even like the on the euphoria thing like people on set like sydney sweeney was the kind of main actress in that and she's like this is like was almost like way too much nudity for no yeah. real reason right and so they, they pushed back and they had to cut nudity out of that show this right. was like if you just gave him all the keys of the kingdom and do as much as you want right does sounds it, like he's in the wrong field he should be doing adult films right does it surprise you guys though you know back in the day you know these poor actresses they had to either pull up their blouse or they weren't getting the part. And they've at least got past that now right. where it's the woke generation, supposedly. 
But do we really need to even see much of that anymore unless the part, you know, really, really calls for it? Let's say they were doing something. There was a show on uh, Linda Lovelace. Okay, you could expect some nudity in that. But some of these shows, I, I think it is just completely gratuitous. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you look at this, like, it's hard, it's hard for me to blame the actors and actresses, like, for how this turned out. It's like, you look at the cast, it's a great cast. You look at the premise, like, oh, it's a pop star, HBO, money behind it, the weekend's in it. It's like, you, on paper, it sounds like a good show, but the director just, he yeah. got a little wonky. One, yeah, I, I would say there are times that it's a bit too much. Then, you know, we talked about it last week or whenever we you were talking about this show. There are, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you said you like adult content or whatever, but it, it is a shame that sometimes like it feels like the actresses or the, even the actors have to do the stuff if they want the role. Right. So, you know, yeah, you, you don't need it. You don't need it. Sometimes it, it, it spruces up the show a little bit, but you don't need it. Yeah. Well, it's, you have to build to it. This was like right off the rip. It's like every scene is like nudity. It's like you, it's too much. It's like right. gluttony. It's, I don't, it, you, when there's too much of it, it just becomes a bad thing. So yeah. it wasn't good. And like normal. you said, uh, the weekend, I mean, even pronounced carte blanche, carte blanche. How'd the director let him get away with that? Was that intentional? <laughs> I was going to say, that had to be part of the script or I something. Yeah, like so I don't know, but it was awful. Now, I don't know. You guys aren't selling it. I don't think I want to watch it. Like, seriously, just watch <laughs> it. Because, like, when I say it's, it's all nudity, it's like, it's just, it's off putting. Really? Is that how you would describe it? I don't... I've seen, I've seen shows with more nudity than that, but there was a lot of it. Yeah. It, was, it was gratuitous for sure. Okay. And I will, I'll give it one positive. See if Jared agrees with this. Whatever that song was, she was singing that was, you know, supposed to be like Britney Spears. Singer, it, was pre- it was pretty good. I thought no. It was, no, it was bad. I mean, for a TV show, I thought it was good, but like I'm not going to be sitting there listening. You to You wouldn't it listen to car. it on the radio. Would right. you change it if you heard it on there? Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. No, Fair enough. It, it was good for a TV show. I yeah. will say that. Okay. But no. It, I'm surprised because usually you're all in on anything HBO. So yeah. it must be bad if you're. Well, no, he finishes everything. The biggest red flag is that he couldn't finish it. Well, what was the oh, only yeah. thing he didn't finish? The the um the one uh, uh what was the show you were watching? The reality TV show that oh, you couldn't get through. Uh, uh, I could have went back to it. Love is blind. Love is blind. blind. Yeah, I could yeah. I could have yep. gone back to it, but that was pretty bad. I mean, yeah. I'm not big into reality, reality TV, shows, and that's yeah. all it was. You know, the glorified Bachelor. Yep. Now I did like uh, Barry. Okay, the, they wrapped up their run. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hader and Henry Winkler. It, for as far as uh, the the series went, I'd give it a two point five. It was it was pretty good, but the final season I thought they really dropped the ball. Season yeah. four just they went off on some tangent that was just it wasn't making sense. So I think they lost they they lost some ideas. I think right. they just kind of put it in the can and said we'll call it good. But yeah, it was a good series though. But the one thing I did want to get on the table here, the thirty for thirty, the ESPN production, Bill Walton. Oh, I mean. Jared, you know Bill Walton, and Matt, mostly you know Bill Walton from his TV broadcasting, yeah. you know, on games. But Bill Walton was, for me, the second greatest college basketball player of all time behind yeah. Pete Maravich. I mean, Bill Walton was unbelievable back in the day. And th- the 30 for 30 really showed it. Back when he was a high school kid, he, he grew his, I think, junior year six or seven inches he was actually a point guard before that so he could handle the ball he could pass the ball then all of a sudden he's seven foot almost right and leading uh, ucla to three championships tremendous player he would have been even far greater in the nba if he wouldn't have had all the knee and injury problems he had but if you get a chance if you haven't seen it yet the 30 for 30 on bill walton the luckiest guy in the world highly recommended especially if you're a youngster really really well done 
I do remember hearing about Bill Walton a lot. Obviously, I didn't watch him live, you know, as a as a kid very much because he retired. I'm trying to remember when he retired. Was it like late eighties when he was? Uh, did he make it that? He played for the Celtics. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. playing a whole lot. So, so yeah, obviously, I didn't watch him live. Um, but hearing the stories and stuff, you know, you, yeah, if you know him now as a commentator, he's kind of he's hilarious actually, and he's actually really good. Like he he knows basketball. He's, obviously, he's perfect for the Pac twelve. Like late yeah, games. right. He's perfect for those. So, like, the people that don't know how good he was as a player, he's one that I always hear people say, like, you know, when you talk about greatest centers ever, people always bring up, like, Shaq and David Robinson, you know, whoever else. People are always like, he's, like, the one name people don't bring up. And you could make a legitimate case he's one of the best centers ever, if you include college. If you just call college basketball, I'd say he'd be – well, he'd be for sure Mount Rushmore. Right. Might be in the top two. Yeah. He was that good. Well, what, he only had, like, maybe three years of prime in the NBA before he was hurt or he was first, less than that? Actually, his first first two years, he didn't contribute a lot. They showed it in the documentary. He was injured the whole time. He had stress fractures. So he fractures. never really was. His third year, he led the Trailblazers to the championship. So he did have that one championship. And then he held on after that because – but he wasn't as good as he could have been because of the injuries. So right. it was sad to see. But he was tremendous. Yeah. I heard I heard a crazy stat. I, I, it just made me – talking about Will Walton made me think of it. Um, I think it was Tim Legler brought it up on one. I think it was on Get Up. They were talking about this topic right here, best centers ever or something like that. He brought up Moses Malone as another one that people don't bring up when they have these conversations. Full, full, full. Yeah. He had he, – what was the stat he threw up? The, the amount of offensive rebounds that Moses Malone had, he had more in like a three-year stretch than Joel Embiid would have if he like continued on this pace for his whole career or something. So I went back with this, you know. Yeah. Um, basketball reference or whatever and looked up his stats Moses Malone was a force I don't remember I really do not remember watching because he retired in the early 90s you know at at the tail end of his career but some of the stats when you look them up like that like it's kind of interesting I'm a I love looking up stats though I love going looking up dudes old stats well you're you're, do you even know who Moses Malone is yeah I mean what was his no that wasn't Daryl Dawkins Daryl Dawkins was chocolate thunder Thunder. he was what was his nickname, Moses Malone? I don't think he had one. Right? I don't had one. Yeah, I don't know. Like, wow, oh, all right. I didn't have a nickname. Moses, man. He'd part the seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, but, no, this is, I mean, finally getting some uh, action out in the water. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, the sun's been coming in and out. When the sun's beating on us, I'm I'm in a long sleeve shirt, and I'm sweating. After we wrap this up, I might throw a line or two out there to get that gigantic Billy Bass, man. <laughs> He's, gonna, he's jumped out there at least three or four times. They're they're jumping all over here. I asked you like, do you ever catch anything? You said what? Perch, 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 perch is the only thing I'll, I'll eat out here. Uh, the bass or the bluegill. I'm, you know, I like bluegill, the taste of it, but there's always those little bones. I'm not a, I'm a lazy eater. I just don't yeah. like messing around with bones in my fish, man. I don't, I, I don't even want to clean that. My my father-in-law, he's gonna do a fish fry on Fourth of July. Nice. One of his buddies like went up north, I think in Lake Michigan, and, and caught a ton of salmon. So he's got a ton of salmon. He's gonna fry up. I'm just not a big fish fan. So he, he's gonna make some. Like, he's got some wild turkey or something too. Not the bourbon. The, like, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, actual wild turkey. Um, I'm not a big fish fan. Do you eat fish? Uh, I mean, salmon, like if I'm eating healthy, I'll I'll eat it. But yeah. no, I there's I don't I don't I've never gone to a restaurant and gotten fish. right. I've gotten fish before, but I'm not a huge salmon fan. I like I like the ocean white fish, man. Yeah. It's all good, you know. Grouper, uh, even sea bass is good, but uh, salmon, not a huge fan of it. I bet you guys go down to the Keys a lot, right? So I bet when you go down there, I wouldn't say can, a lot, but yeah, we, there's there's some real yeah. seafood down there. That's where you absolutely. Really get it. 
yeah. I always think too, yeah, like when we go to the beach over, you know, on the ocean that you get fresh caught that day. Oh. And sometimes, you know, I think about like when you're, if, you, if you're like even Michigan, you know, if you get like ocean crab legs or, you know, other stuff like that, it makes me think like how fresh, how fresh <laughs> is that stuff right now? Like, where did it come from? Is it farm raised? You know, it, so that makes a difference. If you pull something out of Lake Manitou and fry it up. I'd have a little bite. Amen. I'd have a little bite. All right, guys. Uh, I think we're through this second annual Tombcast. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I was, was going to ask one thing about the Tigers. So if you get back to the Tigers, what, do you, are you guys on board with every team having an all-star? Like Michael Lorenzen being the Tigers representative. Do you think it's cool is, every team has someone there? Or is it like, no, if you're not good enough. Is that someone there. that's always been a thing? Or Yeah, yeah I, I'll just give the first vote. I'm okay with it. Why not? Yeah. You know, you want to have somebody to watch on your own team. If yeah. You, you know, why not? I mean, I wonder if even depending on when his start falls before the, the I was going to say he might not even make an appearance depending right. on, you know, when it, when his start falls, but he'll come in for a couple outs, maybe an inning, but it's just, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan. I, like this dude's not even like really all-star quality, but it makes it fun. It's for the fans. His stats so are a little fun. deceptive. I like watching yeah. him pitch. Don't you? Yeah. He is huge is what I noticed. I walked by him one time and I just, he literally looks like he should be start a starting middle linebacker for the Detroit Lions. He's he's built like a brick shit house. Really? He's, uh, yeah, I don't I don't hate the rule. I, I kind of like it. If it was any other sport, I would hate it. I yeah. like it for baseball because it just seems like something that baseball. It just seems when so baseball. So a dumb rule, a dumb tradition yeah. that you just have to honor. Yeah. And we, there's enough good players out there. It's just a weird year right. for the Tigers when they had so many. You know, Erod was on an All Star pace. Green was on an All Star pace. They both get hurt. Uh, I I think personally I would have rather seen maybe Foley go yeah. as a reliever. I didn't think Lang necessarily deserved it, so I wasn't surprised they didn't send him. But I thought it was going to be Foley. Uh, I think he's got like a two ERA. Yeah. Uh, he's you know really been really good all year. But yeah, I don't really have any real thoughts on that. Tigers are lucky they got a guy on the yeah. All Star team because of the rule. I will one more time since we're coming up on All Star break. Uh, it's one of my favorite games to watch, but they gotta go back to their own uniform. Yeah. This American and National League consistent uniform. Come on, get rid of it. It's it's a failure. Go with their own uniform. <laughs> it's the same with the NBA All Star Game. We've talked about that. It was cool when they wore their own uniforms in the right. NBA All Star. Sometimes there are cool. Yeah, it depends on jersey. Right. Sometimes there's good ones, but. Baseball, you got to have your home in the world. I will say, I do love, like, you think of, like, Kobe Bryant when they show, like, and you can see the picture of him wearing his old Lakers jersey, like, and everybody else wearing their own jersey. So, right. I do think it is cool. I agree yeah. with you on yeah. that. Yep. All right. Well, we'll we'll close this on everybody agreeing with me for a, chan- or for <laughs> a change. <laughs> this has been the Three Point Podcast, our second annual TuneCast presented by the Morero Healthcare Wellness Center, featuring many great fitness classes and a lot of July specials, and also SkyMint Cannabis. Also, Thanks to our local partners, AZ Printing Solutions, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Morgan and Servicing. Make sure you follow us on the socials at 3.5. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening. Have a great holiday. See you next time. <laughs> the lake it is said never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. 
As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most With a crew and good captain well seasoned Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? Tail sound and the wave broke over the railing. And every man knew as the captain did too, twas the witch of November come stealing. The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait when the gales of November came slashing. When afternoon came, it was freezing rain. In the face of a hurricane, West Wind.